You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, have you ever wondered how I generate thousands of inbound leads per year using LinkedIn? Well, this episode is sponsored by my guide, The Ultimate Guide to Generating Inbound Leads with LinkedIn. This is the definitive guide on how to consistently generate inbound leads using LinkedIn and social selling. So if you want a copy of that guide, just send a text to 44222 with the word L-I guide, all one word, L-I guide to 44222, or you can go to my website at askdennisbrown.com forward slash guide. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Jack Murphy. And he's a 23-year-old multimillionaire entrepreneur and a digital marketing expert who grew his e-commerce store and website in his dorm room in college into a massive company in just a few years from zero to over $25 million a year in sales. Today, we're going to talk about how he was able to leverage click funnels and building these e-com funnels to build a $25 million brand. I'm excited. We've never talked about this before. So Jack, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dennis. Yeah, Jack is kind of a very soft-spoken guy, so so lean in a little bit. But when he gets going on this ClickFunnels and ecom brand stuff, he'll perk up, and he's gonna get. He's got a lot of great information to share with us today. So tell me, I mean, twenty-three years old. You're twenty-three years old now. You've had the company for how long? Uh, three years. Three years. So what? Where were you going to college when you started this? I was going to a liberal arts school in Kansas City called William Jewell. I was there to play football and uh, end up going a different direction. So, so football player converted ecom entrepreneur. Awesome, cool. All right, so I mean, what's the brand? I mean, tell us a little bit about the brand so that people can understand what we're talking about as far as ecom brand. Yep, I love my freedom is a patriotic apparel. We are selling affordable, high quality patriotism, and our goal is to get it into as many hands as possible and allow people to express how they truly feel. And obviously you can't really do that online anymore. That's uh, quickly evolving. So we're helping do that offline. And yeah, that's pretty much the quick scoop on the brand. There's, there's a lot of layers to it, but yeah. Yeah. You picked a really interesting time these last two years in particular <laughs> with the elections and everything that's going on with social media and politics and, and just in general, right? So it's kind of a really interesting time. And, th- and those times create a lot of opportunity, but they also create a lot of challenges, right? So I think we'll probably maybe talk a little bit about those today. So what was it that interested you? Why did you pivot or were you all, did you always know you were going to be a, a, an online marketing guy, a digital marketing guy, an e-com guy, or how did that all come to play? Yeah. So in second grade, third grade, I was building websites, selling products on eBay and then in high school and middle school, I was doing a motivational sports e-com brand. And that was kind of the first time I sold physical products that were like my own brand, my own owned traffic. And I was working at a pizza place and I'll never forget it. One day, checked my phone after cleaning a bunch of dishes and had 250 something dollar sale. And it blew my mind because at that point, that was more than... I was making on my entire pizza part-time job paycheck. And so 
that happened. And then in 2015, when Donald Trump announced that he was going to run for president, I had a gut feeling immediately that he was going to win. I didn't know almost anything about politics and just happened to ride that wave. And I grew a pretty big Twitter following and ended up pivoting to sell patriotic products. And so it's been quite the journey. Like you said, the last few years especially have been something else. Yeah. Yeah. Timing is sometimes really important, right? In learning how to jump on a wave and ride that wave. And then as that wave, you know, I think we'll talk about it during this, we talked about in the pre-interview how the wave changes and then all of a sudden now you got to start creating your own waves and you got to perpetuate it from there. But yeah, I think it's really interesting. You know, you see a lot of people talking about, you know, creating these e-com physical product brands, you know, and, and a lot of it's going through Facebook and paid ads. But what, what you did was you tapped into more than just a product, right? You tapped into more of a movement, more of a mindset, more of a, a really, in a lot of ways, kind of a polarizing theme, right? There's, you've, you've always got that, you know, both sides of the spectrum. So I think that's interesting, you know, and, and I don't know about your personal beliefs, but obviously, you, you know, I think you expressed you thought Trump was going to win. And obviously that could benefit you because you, your brand lined up very much with his with his messaging, right? Yeah, I will, I will add, I'm very conservative and kind of really aligned with where we were going. Donald Trump doesn't get a lot of credit, but he's, uh, he's not as conservative as I say. <laughs> so he's yeah. socially fairly liberal and I kind of align with a lot of that as well. So, Okay, cool. All right, so why don't we do this? So you started this when you were going to college or you actually started your journey kind of in high school as you were building websites and you started building your own e-com brand. Then you saw this opportunity with Donald Trump in the elections. You, you launched the brand, you know, I love my freedom. Now, what kind of products do you sell? I mean, you sell t-shirts, you sell, what, what do you sell? Yeah, we sell patriotic hats, t-shirts, flags, second amendment stuff, veteran, police, pretty yeah, much cool. everything. And patient. last year, I know you've Wait. had it for a few years, but last year you said you did over $15 million in revenue in 2020? Yep. Should have been more. <laughs> yeah. Should have been more. You had some, had some struggles with you know, with political ads and paid, you know, the Facebook stuff that, you know, where they, they sometimes don't allow you to advertise certain topics for whatever reason, you know, their, their policies change on a daily basis from what I understand. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like an hourly basis at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, cool. So why don't we do this? Why don't we do We got a little bit of a backstory. I'm excited to dive in because number one, we've never talked about click funnels that I can recall in almost 400 episodes. And second of all, we haven't done a lot on physical products. So why don't you walk us through kind of the framework or a quick journey of, you know, of how you were able to use ClickFunnels, you know, as a way to build this, you know, I love my freedom brand and generate over 25 million in sales. So we started out in 2018, kind of running a very traditional e-commerce storefront and with the typical, you know, catalog, product detail pages, everything you'd find on like a typical Shopify store. And it hit a point where just acquisition was getting hard, it was getting expensive, things just weren't converting very well. And eventually we ended up finding ClickFunnels. And at that point started testing a lot more impulse offers, lower ticket, just to start acquiring as many customers as we can, or as many as we could. And so we kind of found ClickFunnels and at first there were some challenges with it. We had to find a lot of workarounds to make things function and flow. We had to find some apps and some ways to systemize things on the back end, but eventually it became 80% of our revenue was running through ClickFunnels because 
something that I've noticed in e-com is, and obviously, you know, conversion rates are 2%, 1.5%. But with funnels, when you kind of tell the customer what to get, typically, if you sell it right, it's going to convert higher. And you start with, you know, the ClickFunnels acquisition, you bring them into your ecosystem, you start to build brand, and you really look at different ways to send people back into the Shopify store. And so we run like almost zero traffic at this point to the Shopify store. Pretty much everything's through the funnels because there are so many benefits to it between complete control over the conversion rate, you know, mitigating any sort of distractions, especially on the supply chain side, it's helpful because you can basically control every item and upsell the customers are going to see. Um, and it's really allowed us to have a handful of funnels that I mean, really did a big bulk of the revenue. And eventually we've kind of branched off from there and found a bunch of funnels that drive a little bit less revenue, but it all kind of compounds. And so that's how we've been using ClickFunnels. And we've built some really solid subscription stuff on the back end of that. And uh, yeah, it's just nice to have full control of the journey. So let's talk about some of these funnels, right? Because you just mentioned it before. Some funnels are going to kind of pull more weight than others. Some are going to be, you know, generate a little bit less ROI. Others are going to kind of carry the ball a little bit further downfield to use a football analogy. What, if you can recall, because I know you're deep in the weeds when it comes to these funnels, right? I mean, this is really where you live, right? Describe to us an example so that people can try to visualize a little bit a little bit more of what one of these funnels, a high functioning, really well oiled machine looks like when you take them from, for example, like a Facebook type ad or creative into the funnel, into the offer, and then however else you're able to monetize it, you know, from that point on. Yeah, so let's take one of my favorite products. We sold a, a Trump 45th president beanie for a couple of years. I think we did $1.34 million worth of free plus shipping beanie sales. And so required 50,000 plus customers with that or 40,000. And so the way that that kind of flows is you run your, your Facebook ad, you'll run it specific to a landing page that the only thing they can do on that landing page is learn about the product you're trying to sell at that time. So for us, it'd be a picture of the beanie, free plus shipping. Here's the information to know about it. And then there'd be a box that says check availability. If they click it, it's, it pops up and says it's available. Um, go to the next page to complete your checkout. And so there's no distractions. It's super focused on one product. They land on the next page, which is the order form. And that's where basically we, I mean, we try to take all the risk away, risk-free. We'll, we'll, we'll cover the return shipping if you don't like it. And then with hats and flags and coins and stuff, it's really great to be able to do the different quantities. So we give people the option to buy one, two, three, five, or 10. We discount it as they buy more. And so that brings like, a free plus shipping average order value from sounds like it's free. Next thing you know, they come in and they're spending $26 because they bought one and a half hats. They took a couple upsells after they completed their order, hit the thank you page, and then got a special offer that redirected them to the Shopify store. And 10% of those people at that time are in the buying mode. So then we put them in the Shopify store. And then that's where you rip off a lot of like high ticket hundred, $200, $300 orders. So that's kind of how the funnels flow. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. So what you did was you created a really easy, really high value proposition, free plus shipping, 
right? Which is always gets people's, you know, gets people clicking on something that's very relevant to them because you're able to target them because of Facebook, because of the demographics and trafficking or the targeting that Facebook has. How did you go about the traffic? How do you go about the target? Oh, before I do that, let me, let's finish that. So then you use a free plus shipping, you acquire the, you get them into the shopping cart, which is a ClickBank shopping cart, right? And then from there you upsell them. You do upsell offers where they can get multiple discounts and or things that have some sort of continuity with it that they can add to the cart? Yeah. So before they complete the checkout, they have the option to buy multiple quantity and then we'll have a couple order bumps right before they submit their payment info. After they put their card in, says like get another hat for 50% off, like a different hat or beanie or something relevant. People think most people understand this, but when you're selling stuff, people want more of what they're getting. So it would be a counterproductive to sell a hat and then try to sell a coin and unrelated products that like people want more of what they're getting. So I think that's, if there's anything that gets taken away from this podcast, it's that upsell more of what people are getting. <laughs> yeah. So if they ordered a blue hat, offer them the opportunity to buy a red hat or to get another hat at a different price yes. or keep it, keep it very focused on what they came in for, especially with apparel come on the front end there. Yeah. Great. Okay. So then you, so you get them into the funnel, then you, they, before they fully check out, you offer some upsells and then they finally check out and then they hit some sort of a thank you page, which gives them a confirmation, right? They, they get some sort of confirmation that the order is complete. And then where does it go from there? I mean, they've now made an, an order, right? They've now, you've acquired that customer. You may or may not have even made money on that customer at that point. Chances are you probably broke even or maybe lost a little bit of money. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but that's, I know that's kind of the trend, especially with the free plus shipping offer. How do you then, what's the next step to going forward with monetizing that customer? I mean, talk to us a little bit about those strategies. Yeah. So at that point, typically if we can scale something at break even, we'll do it all day long, but we get them through and that's where we kind of flip on the brand building mode. Obviously you've got the email at that point with some people they've compliantly opted into SMS. That's a big thing. Do that compliantly. And then once we get them there, we start building brand and we start, we hit them with a thank you page that gives them a store credit to our main Shopify store is similar to what they bought. So if they bought a t-shirt, they're going to get a credit specific toward any other t-shirt in our store for the next 48 hours. And then we'll follow up via email, SMS, and we kind of turn that into a post-purchase campaign. Then after two days, once our order shipped, we flip on brand building mode and we spend time purely focused on indoctrinating who we are, what we stand for, where we've come from, try to build more of a, a humanization side to it. And at that point, hopefully the order gets to them in two or three days and we've created an incredible experience. And then they're now going to get introduced to more of our weekly campaigns where we build the anticipation with a really good offer once or twice a week. And then we continue to warm them up with different content, obviously being in patriotism and politics, there's an endless trove of content to work with. And so we're kind of in a really cool advantage because we have a reason to reach out to our customers every single day because they want to hear what's going on in the world and they want to hear from someone who supports their beliefs. And so that's kind of the next step in monetization is we really flip on brand building and we start looking at ascending. And so with free plus shipping, you're almost sifting for gold. Like not every free plus shipping customer is ever going to buy from you again. 
they're not ever going to buy. Most, a lot of people are only going to take one quantity and they're just going to get the free offer and move on. But when you can do that at scale, you're able to sift for gold and you really find the quality people or do that nurture and start to strategically ascend them into your Shopify store, into your other offers based on what they've done. So, I mean, we track tags with this. If someone uses a store credit after a funnel, we have a tag that gets appended to their order. Now in the future, we can turn around and when this customer's order gets delivered, let's say they had a $30 average order value, we'll have a tag that's tracking all that. We'll turn around and send them into sequences and flows where they get a $20 store credit because we know they've used a store credit in the past and they can get, and we frame it up to try to get them into like a higher AOV tier. So if they spent 30, we're gonna try to get them to spend 50. We know they used a credit. We're gonna give them a credit on 50. If they spend $50, we'll give you a $20 credit. And so we really strategically try to assign them based on what they do because the customer's actions dictate what they're gonna do in the future. The data doesn't really skew far from where they're at. So if someone's coming in and just buying one item, the odds are next time you're on a free plus shipping offer, they're probably going to buy one item. And so that's kind of how we look at things as a really focused ascension. We basically try to humanize it, treat every customer differently based on their actions um, and really try to build brand around that. So. so here's a couple of questions. You talked about after you've acquired the customer, you now are shipping it out. And because of the checkout process, you have one or both their email for sure, because they're going to need to do that and possibly even their cell phone number where they've opted into SMS, right? To text messaging. Talk to me a little bit about those two. Obviously, email open rates continue to kind of go down over time. You know, I think it's still an effective channel, especially for e-com, but they do continue to go down. What have you seen from a conversion rate, maybe not just an open rate, but more from a conversion rate of SMS versus email when you're talking about actually making offers and converting? I mean, do you have any data on that? Yeah, so our SMS list is about a fifth or a sixth the size of our email list, and they pretty much go shot for shot with each other. So I think SMS is, I mean, send for send worth more, but you, the frequency is obviously way less. So SMS, a cool way you can get people onto the list is we do weekly campaigns, like I mentioned, and after their purchase, we pre-frame that and we say, hey, join our VIP SMS list if you want to get the latest offers. And we really build strategically around that with every touch point that we can to try to get them to get on our SMS list. You don't want to just drop a bunch of numbers on your SMS list. One, it's illegal. You'll get really massive fines. And two, I mean, you want to get people on the list who are pre-framed, nurtured, and have an expectation for what's coming. And so we put a lot of effort into that. And so email SMS, they go shot for shot in total, but every SMS is obviously more powerful. You just less frequency. The cool thing with email is with how powerful tools like Clavio have become. I mean, we go very focused. We add a lot of human, like personalized sends to people. And the cool thing is you can build lists based on if you send a campaign and 80% of the people didn't open it, well, two days later, follow up as a human from Jack Murphy. Hey, change the subject line, change the send time and say, hey, we noticed, or hey, I'm reaching out because our team sent you an offer two days ago and I noticed that you didn't take it. So I wanted to follow up and make sure you had a chance to take advantage of this offer before it expires tomorrow or whatever. So we, we turn email into like a multi-touch campaign. Every campaign can add more layers, keep following up until they open, keep following up until 
they get the objective you want. And obviously, you don't want to go overkill. You want to spread it out, but there's a lot you can do by excluding people who opened it. Send to 80% of people who didn't, and then send to the 60% of people who didn't four days later. And so it's a big timing thing with email. There's so many people, I mean, there's so many emails. I get hundreds a day, I'm sure most people listening do as well. So that's where the humanization side of it and then being strategic on the follow-up campaigns based on historic action becomes really powerful. Yeah. I think people underestimate email. And I think what they're thinking of is, you know, is not very strategically well thought out, well-designed campaigns. They're thinking about mass mailing your entire list and just sending them an offer. With with banner graphics. Right. With just, you know, with just some lousy offer that they just spam out one time and there's no real, there's no real data behind it. There's no real strategy behind it. But I think what you're talking about is a much more thoughtful concept, which is, you know, first of all, it's going to be very much in line with what there are, with with what they've already bought, with the actions they've taken, with the signals that they're sending you. And then from there, obviously your, your timing, I think you, you brought up a really good point. That's an interesting component to it. Timing is something that I think the most people probably don't think about. Let me ask you this. Let's shift over a little bit because in the pre-interview, you talked about a newsletter that you guys have, like a subscription newsletter that's built in and around the entire I Love My Freedom brand. Can you talk to us about, about that in particular and kind of how that that has worked hand in hand with the physical product stuff? Absolutely. One more thing to wrap up email. Yeah, go ahead. Great. Really no, if you have topic. something to add, that'd be great. Um, Nurture top 1% of people. Like you have the data on the people that are spending the most money, put effort into those people. And then it kind of turns into a snowball effect where you start to understand why those people are spending money. And so like last week, I was pre-framing a campaign and I was sending the list that were 10 people. We have millions of people on our list and I was sending to 10 people to get very hyper-focused. And so that's something that's really underestimated. Obviously that might be a little overkill. I have too much fun with it, but segment. Don't treat everyone the same because everyone's not the same. Everyone's at a different stage in their buying journey with you. So that's my final thing on email. I'll jump to the subscription side now. And your favorite tool in email that's Clavio? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Okay, go. I've been using that since like 2016. Yeah, um, cool. So on, and one cool thing, Postscript is a great SMS platform for e-commerce if you're not using that. Clavio and Postscript have really solid integrations together. You can do some really cool omni-channel things where you build lists in Clavio, the Postscript can pick up all the people that are on those lists, and then you can kind of send an email, follow up with a text two hours later if they didn't buy yet. So we do some cool things omni-channel across there. But on the subscription side, I mean, getting a purchase is the hardest thing to do. It's the most expensive thing to do, acquire new customers. And so we put a lot of focus into growing subscriptions. We have four or five different continuity programs and all of them are grown on the back end of funnel. And so if you go to buy, I mean, if I have a list of 500,000 people who have bought a collectible Trump coin, for example, where are they going to want more of? Well, more collectible Trump coins. So we go in and offer another free plus shipping offer to people that we already have as buyers. We turn around on the upsell after they purchase this coin that we're selling, we offer them a trial to a new subscription and they get a free product when they join. And then we put them onto a sequence based on every single month. We kind of pre-build out the subscription they're going to receive. When it gets charged, then we follow up or we send uh, 
the next month's box every single month. And so that's something we do on the collectible side, on the newsletter. So on side. the subscription. Okay. So, I, so you have subscriptions, not only on physical products, yeah, have, but you also have subscriptions on the newsletter. So the newsletter side is also a physical product. So we have called Trending Politics. It's kind of built around our news website, but it's under I Love My Freedom on the back end of products. And so what happens is you go in to buy a Second Amendment hat. Well, we're going to offer you a trial to our trending politics physical newsletter. And so what happens is they join and we send them a free copy. They get to try it out. If they don't want it, they can go cancel it. And so we've put a lot of focus on subscription because it helps as you scale, build kind of the, the floor for your daily revenue. And when you don't have that, and e-com is a very roller coaster game. And so for the newsletter, we've got about 25,000 people on it. Um, we've been growing it for a few years. And it actually turned out to be really good timing to have a physical, political newsletter because now you can't talk about anything online. And so now we have thousands of people who depend on getting truthful news from us delivered physically to their front door. And so that's how the subscription works. What I think is cool about it is that rather than doing a digital newsletter, like a lot of companies are doing, you know, you're actually doing a physical printed newsletter, right? So it's something that they can hold in their hands. It has, you know what I mean? When people can touch things in their hand, they're much more likely to pay for them, right? I mean, a digital newsletter versus a physical newsletter, I'm sure if you tested it, the price point for selling, you know, the two is, is probably quite a bit different. So you sell those subscriptions to those newsletters for, I think you said somewhere in the range of $10, $15, $20 per month for for a physical newsletter? Yep. Yeah. That's highly profitable, obviously. Yeah. That's nice. Because when you're producing those at scale, those probably don't cost a whole lot to produce. I mean, you got to create the content, of course, which which costs money because you're writing. But no, I love that. I love the way those two go together because what you're doing is you're tying, you know, with that theme of I love my freedom, you're tying the e-com physical products the physical product subscriptions and the newsletter, which is content driven, and you're tying all that all together. So it's really, really well thought out. And I think it's uh, what I probably like best about the whole thing is that it's all very specific and brand centric, right? I'm sure that your messaging and your imagery and your content and your products are all really. I mean, I haven't seen them, and I'm going to make the assumption, but but I'm going to sure I'm sure that the brand's very much in line in every step because of the way you thought it out. Yeah, it's an incredible design team that we have. It's, yeah, uh, that's amazing. Aesthetics cool. are awesome. Oh, anything else you want to add about the whole ClickFunnels component or just funnels in general or anything you want to add about building an e-com brand in 2021? And then I'll ask you a couple of last you know, rapid fire questions and we'll wrap it up for today. Yeah. So one more thing on the newsletter, our business has been, we're, we're unique because we're in politics, we're in patriotism and those go hand in hand. So a lot of the products we've sold have been reflective of what's happening in the news. And so obviously we pull in a slightly different customer who's in touch with the news. And so that's where the newsletter has become a really unique outlet because we're selling a physical product that they're going to wear or collect. And then we're giving them content that they want to consume based on the fact that we know they're following the news. And online, you can't really do that easy anymore. So ClickFunnels, thing on that, there's an incredible app called App Trends. If you use Shopify and you use ClickFunnels that connects the two platforms together, the ClickFunnels out of the box integration with Shopify is horrible. ClickFunnels is great, but that's not. So there's a really great app out there called App Trends. I want to give a shout out to them because 
they put a lot of focus on the customers and, and what the customers are looking for. So that's really allowed us to do bundling from ClickFunnels to Shopify, the subscription stuff and all of that. So that's if you use Shopify and use ClickFunnels and you want to drop all of your customer info into Shopify and integrate everything through there, that's the way to do it, App Trends. So that's the final thing on ClickFunnels. That's kind of a necessity if you're selling physical products, in my opinion. Otherwise, it's very clustery and uh, not smooth. Gotcha. All right. So a couple of rapid fire questions and we'll wrap it up for today. Besides ClickFunnels, because we've talked not enough about that today, what's your favorite app SaaS product tool that you're using to grow your business? If you had to pick one, I know you probably got a lot. Clavio, if you had to pick one. Sure. Clavio. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm not surprised after the way you talked about it. <laughs> And what would be, you know, a book that you would recommend to the audience, maybe something that helped you on your journey or you think might help them on theirs? Oh, that's a tough one. I haven't read a book, a book in a couple of years. I'd say, I mean, all of Russell Brunson's books are good on the ClickFunnels, free plus expert sheet, expert yeah, secrets, all, traffic all secrets, dot com secrets. Yeah, those are good. Those, yeah. those are super high level, but also get into the details and really give you a framework. So I'd say those are good. Yeah, I think that trilogy would be a good buy for anybody. Okay, awesome. Well, listen, Jack, let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn more about I Love My Freedom brand, maybe hook up with a free plus shipping offer, who knows, and then we'll wrap it up for today. Follow me on Instagram at RealJackMurphy. That's probably the best platform. I got banned on Twitter for absolutely no reason. Twitter is the worst platform on the planet, so you can't follow me there. Facebook is facebook.com slash real Jack Murphy as well. But Instagram is probably the easiest way to get to me. Love it. Well, listen, I'll make sure I put the uh, links in the show notes. Really appreciate you being here and a huge congrats to all your success. You know, I love to see young guys in there swinging hard, you know, learning a lot post college and uh, <laughs> applying it and growing a real business. So congrats yeah, on all that success. College. Yes, I didn't add that, huh? <laughs> well, I, I was... I wouldn't be surprised considering what was <laughs> happening. So listen, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll have you back to tell that story another time when oh, you hit yeah. 50 million a year. And I don't doubt that that'll happen in no time soon. So appreciate you being here. Have an awesome day. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Hey, thanks, Dennis. Appreciate it. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.